what's up everyone welcome back to coming to america i'm quinn and i'm daisy and today we have a very fun episode uh, we're going to be talking about customer service both here in the us and in australia daisy and i have both worked in the customer service field and also experienced um you know the best and worst of it i suppose but uh won't get too in deep into it just yet uh, but if you do like what you hear make sure you follow us on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from while you're there make sure you leave us a five-star review so new listeners can find the podcast and help us climb the podcast charts on apple we also just hit 1000 listens so thank you everyone so much for all the support it means the absolute world to us to celebrate you can now find us on youtube at coming to america and on TikTok at Coming to America podcast, where you'll be able to, for better or worse, see what we look like. <laughs> so putting our faces out there, uh, everyone, please be gentle, but yeah, we're quite excited to put out a lot more content and have some fun with it. Yeah, I'm so excited. You know, it's a great opportunity to kind of expand our brand and it'll be really fun to do crazy videos. Yeah, our latest TikTok, we had some fun eating sugar, powdered sugar donuts. Powdered and, sugar donuts, yeah. And so you can see Daisy and I's reaction there and also Ali enjoying one too, uh, just out of frame. She did very well this weekend while we are filming. But anyway, we'll go into customer service. Uh, I think we should kind of start off with what our experience as kind of customer representatives and, you know, face, customer facing workers. Um, I can kind of get us started. I worked for five years at Liquorland, which was a lick, which is a liquor store in Australia. The irony of my position in this is that I legitimately can't drink alcohol. Um, I am basically allergic to it. It's like a combination of my uh, Asian side where I can't break down the enzymes in alcohol properly with my asthma, which, you know, my um, arteries and everything are already clogged up enough with asthma. So all those things combining, basically, I, you know, suffocate and can't breathe when I consume alcohol. So what a party. Yeah, not fantastic. <laughs> um, the good thing is I will be Daisy's designated driver for the rest of her life. So you're welcome. Um, but basically, I when I turned 18, I had a sip of a vodka and ginger ale or something like that. And yeah, my body did not like it. But Anyway, back to customer service, um, worked there for five years, worked at two different stores. The first one was in Greenacre, which was a primarily uh, Islamic or Muslim area. And I'm not sure why there was a liquor store there because obviously they can't drink any alcohol. So it was very quiet. A lot of the times, a good place to start learning. I want to say, I know that's like kind of said about, it's normally a euphemism for a lot of places where it's like, yeah, it was crap and boring, but it was legitimately, you know, for an 18 year old fresh out of high school, who couldn't drink, um, it was a great place to learn. I then moved to Roselands where it was a lot busier and that's where kind of the fun stories come in. Um, there was one at Greenacre though, I will say, an older grandma coming in. So the drinking age in Australia is 18, um, just so that everyone knows the difference between the Australian and the US. US is 21. I know parts of Europe, it's like 16 if you're with it's a parent. It's 16? Really? It, well, I mean, it's also uh, cultural, culturally acceptable with like Italy, France and a lot of other oh, European wow. countries to just have a red wine with dinner and like, you know, kids around 16 to 18 will also drink. If not younger, I don't know. Um, any European listeners, please let us know. I know we've kind of expanded our um, our listenership across Europe as well. So anyway, back on track, a older grandmother came in um, with what appeared to be either her granddaughter or potentially her very young daughter. And uh, she was going around with her grandmother, literally pointing at stuff like, oh, maybe this, oh, maybe that, oh, maybe so-and-so. And so basically... Um, they come up to the counter and it, that the, the policy at the time was if you look under 25, basically, if you're in the store, I'm going to ask for your ID. And so they came up to the counter 
And of course I asked the grandmother, it's like, oh, do you have ID for this girl here? And she's like, oh no, she's not buying it. I am. And so, I mean, I think it's a common misconception amongst a lot of people where, you know, if we suspect that you're buying alcohol for, a, you know, a minor, uh, that's still against the law. Like if we suspect that you're providing it to them in any way, shape or form, uh, that's, you know, we can still refuse your service. Yeah. And so I was, she was like, no, no, she's not buying it. I am. And I was like, I know, but are the drinks for her? And she's like, yes, it is. And I was like, well, then I can't serve you because you're giving it to her anyway. Um, you know, and she's under 18. And I think the, I think from memory, she was like, yeah, no, she's 16. She's not able to buy it. I was like, okay, well, she can't drink it then either. <laughs> That's illegal. Um, and then, you know, so people with that kind of story came up a lot, a lot of people, a lot of parents coming in and being like, oh no, I'm not getting it. It's, you know, well, I'm buying it, but it's for my son or for my daughter or whoever. Um, and a lot of the times it would just be like, hey, you know, we can't do this. You're cl clearly buying it for them, mm -hmm. um, which was the interesting part. Like a lot of people were very open about it, which I thought was funny. Um, and then my favorite one probably was around Christmas. We had a lady come in with her two, I think it was a son and a daughter, so her two kids, and um, brought it up to the counter. We were really busy, so I was going through the line and just anyone who looked underage, I was like, hey, do you have ID? blah, blah, blah. That way, when they get to the checkout counter, they can be like, yep, cool, in, out. I'll be like, hey, these guys are good. Don't worry about it. And just to save people time all, you know, completely. And so got to them, I was like, hey, like, do you have ID for your kids? And she was like, no. And, you know, exact same thing. No, no, I'm not, they're not buying it. I'm buying it for them. And I was like, sorry, we can't do that. You know, blah, blah, blah. And so obviously, like, I think it was Christmas Eve. So everyone, you know, we went crazy Christmas Eve with sales. Like mm -hmm. we sold obviously a ton of alcohol. Also, it's summer in Australia, so it's a lot of beer and a lot of, you know, um, lighter spirits too. Uh, back to the point, uh, she chucked an absolute fit and was like, what do you mean? And I explained everything to her. I was like, I'm sorry, like we can get fined up to $15,000. The store can be shut down. You know, licenses can be revoked, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh my God, and just dropped it onto the ground. Thankfully, nothing cracked, which I was surprised. I was like, that's scary. Yeah, nine out of ten times they fall apart immediately. If you drop glass on the right way, it falls, it breaks very easily. Um, so she just dropped it straight down. She was like, whatever, I'm going to drive down the road and buy it from your competitor, which I heard a million times as well. And I was like, okay, by the time you drive there to our local competitor, the price difference that you probably would have been saving for one, you're probably going to spend that on petrol or gas. Um, and so she went off, she's like, they're not going to do that to me there. And I'll, I told her, I was like, if you walk in with your kids, Dan Murphy's or BWS or all these other Australian, you know, major liquor chains are going to ask for your ID because around Christmas time and, um, you know, just busy periods in general, uh, there are like mystery shoppers, you know, police, there's a larger police presence, like just going into stores and being like, Hey, what's happening to double check that minors aren't being served. So, you know, there were instances where we would just have cops like standing outside our store, just, you know, not saying anything, but almost just as like a visual reminder of, hey, like, you know, don't serve underage kids and that sort mm -hmm. of stuff. And like, obviously, we want it to the best of our ability. Um, but, you know, just for people going in, like your kids shouldn't be drinking. Um, so overall, you know, did my best to obviously provide a positive customer service experience for most people. But naturally, when a lot of people also don't understand the law surrounding, you know, serving alcohol to people um, and, you know, in pre-packaged alcohol, these weren't like shots or anything. It was like packaged liquor. When they don't understand it, it does become a little bit difficult to obviously translate that to a point where they can understand and to the point where, hey, you need to leave and either come back another day without your kids or go to another store. So um, yeah, a good experience. Liquorland was great to me. Definitely it paid for college. So that was great. Um, didn't have to worry about that. I think we should do like a debt 
um, a credit card debt slash student debt um, episode <laughs> yeah. in the future. So look out for that one. Um, but yeah, it was really good to me. Had great managers, great colleagues and everything. And it was good because it was always on the go, um, which I love. Like I love being busy and that sort of stuff. So that was my customer service experience. Sorry to um, kind of go on for a little bit too long. But Daisy, if you want to go into your uh, history. Yeah, I guess I've had a lot of customer service experience. I mean, I think uh, a lot of, I guess, Americans, Americans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of a, a lot of teenagers start off in like the food industry or the retail industry. Um, so I've done a bit of both. I my first job was at a pizza place in my hometown, and it was very interesting, very mm-hmm. fun. The th- the thing is, is that the pizza place was more of a high end pizza place, so right. the pizza was like twenty twenty five dollars oh, for like one, and so people, I don't know, I guess did not. They just didn't read the menu. Was this in comfort? Yes. Oh, wait, is this comfort pizza? Yeah, this is comfort pizza. The, quote, best pizza in the world, it according to you. It is the best pizza in the world. Okay. Anyway, so the pizza's really expensive. Um, you know, if you're just going up to get a pizza, you expect it to be $5, $10, mm-hmm. but it's like sometimes 20 25 And, you know, depending on what you add on, it goes up even further. Um, so a lot of people just didn't read the menu. And so I would tell them the total and they'd be like, what? That's ridiculous. How could you do this? Like, this is ridiculous. This is pizza. And I was like, okay, we get our like ingredients from Italy. It's all handmade, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, that is, that is a steal. You're stealing. And I'm like, okay, can I like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to buy the pizza if it's so expensive. Yeah, like. so they would just like be super grouchy and complaining the entire time. They'd still buy it. Yeah. Um, and then I'd probably see them like two weeks later and they'd be like, gosh, so expensive, but it's good. So Here's it is really money. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was my first like, uh, customer service experience. Um, and then I've worked at Taco Cabana, mm-hmm. which was super fun and crazy. Um, and then in, at Texas tech, I worked at, um, the food court area for my dormitory. I worked there for like two and a half years and it was serving like college students. So they weren't always the best, you know, they had, um, their like sorority and fraternity nights on like Mondays and then all of them would come in and be super rude to the staff and everybody. So it was kind of a headache. Um, I also worked black Friday for Victoria's secret, which was crazy. There was just like a line. Um, and it's just like, if y'all don't know what Victoria's secret is, it's just like a, um, it's not lingerie. It's just like basic, yeah, well, you worked in like the bras sub, and panties. Yeah, the sublet of Victoria's Secret, right? Where it was like yeah, pink, it was pink, right? pink. But um, I don't know if is pink international. No, I don't. Well, I don't think it's in Australia. I think most people would know Victoria's Secret, okay, but that yeah. sub branch, not so yeah. much. Yeah, so that's why I said Victoria's Secret. So, um, but you go in there and they have like the panty tables or the bra tables or whatever, mm-hmm. and we spent the employees would spend just like hours folding everything, and then store opens and it's just all destroyed within like two minutes so that's really frustrating um and also like (laughs) there it was funny because in some like around the holidays guys would come in and be like um i need something for my girlfriend and i'd be like okay cool what is she like like what are you looking for and they're like i don't know something (laughs) red maybe Mm -hmm. she likes red and i'd be like okay, well, we have like all this stuff over here. Like, what are you, what are you thinking? And they're like, 
um, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, okay. Something sexy, <laughs> I guess. And it's funny that like something red can also be applied to my Liquorland experience when I ask people about wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just to kind of put a caveat on me working at Liquorland, I learned a lot about wine. I know more about wine than most people. Um, so they'd come in and ask about a red wine. I'm like, okay, cool. Do you want a dry, like a Shiraz or a Cab Sav or a blend or blah, blah, blah. They're like, I don't know. I was like, what do you normally drink? They're like white wine. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. That's me getting anything alcoholic. Yeah. Over the $10 price range. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It was very, it is interesting having people come in and not know what they want. Um, and especially guys like coming in to buy for their girlfriends and like, Great gesture, but I would think it would be better just to take their girlfriend with them and then pay for it, even as even if it's a surprise, I suppose. I think it's yeah, I think that they were trying to surprise them, but um there was a lot of that. Um where else did I work? I worked at um a bank, mm-hmm. which was fun. It was like three months of training, and then you'd have to um be I was a bank teller, so you'd have to talk to people and you know, give them their money and then the other part of it is like salesy. So you have to like open a certain amount of account of yeah. accounts um, or else you get like penalties and then you'll eventually get fired if you don't meet your sales quota. Yeah. But um, that was a lot. That was a lot of talking. All of those jobs like had like so much talking yeah. <laughs> and it was so some of them were just like so crazy. They'd be like, oh, well, how do I not have money? And I'm like, I don't. Yeah. No. Get a job. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't say that, but I would just be like, well, it seems that, you know, there is an, there was some purchases made on X day. Like, was this you? And they'd mm-hmm. be like, yeah. And I'd be like, okay, well, you now you're in your- the negatives. <laughs> <laughs> you spend your money. That's what happened to it. Oh so until you get your next automatic deposit, you'll be in the negatives. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, okay. So, um, I don't think that there was any like really crazy um, experiences that I've had where somebody has gotten just like so mad at me Mm -hmm. or I guess I've probably just like blocked it off. Yeah. I do want to quickly transition to our pet peeve segment because I just remembered one of the pet peeves you had in banking where people would get mad for overdraft fees and they would be like, why are you charging me money? I don't have any money clearly. And we were both on the same wavelength of this, but it was just so frustrating reading that from other people. I mean, you can, you know, obviously more about it than me, but man. Yeah. So a lot of people would just like spend money when they legitimately didn't have it. And then they'd get so frustrated because every time you overdraft, it's a $35 charge. Mm -hmm. So if you overdraft like five times, that's five times 35. So now you owe the bank that much money Mm -hmm. and people just would like come in like so mad and be like, so frustrated that you know we charge overdraft fees but i'm like that's what credit cards are for I know. <laughs> that's, what that's credit going on your tombstone i swear that's what credit cards are for y- yeah yeah <laughs> yes um but it was just really crazy or somebody would come in and just like i don't know it was the banking world is like a totally different world mm-hmm. um but going back to like customer service and like working at you know, Taco Cabana or any kind of food service. I was always in food. Like I'd always, um, be serving the food and everybody was always pretty nice. There was never really any, um, kind of bad situation. Yeah. Um, I think one time I had a dine and dasher, but that oh, was really? it. Yeah. And we just watched the Bob's Burgers episode where the guy goes oh, in, dines yeah, and dashes dines like and five dashes. times. Yeah. He's like, oh, it was my twin brother. Yeah. So, 
Um, I quickly also just want to talk about my pet peeve before we get away from uh, banking and everything or, or your work experience. The pet peeve for me here in the US at least is definitely how if we're at a restaurant, uh, you know, enjoying our meal and everything halfway through kind of just eating through it. And then I've got a mouthful of whatever I'm eating and the waiter will come up and be like, hey, is everything going okay today? And I'm like, mouthful of food? Like, yep, everything's fine. Please leave me alone. And it's never taken off in Australia. I think a lot of people found it really irritating. Um, I still do. I think it's not that we've eaten out much recently anyway, but the amount of times like I just want to sit there and eat. Like if I wanted something, I'll call you over. Like I'll put my hand up and, or, you know, if you walk past, be like, Hey, sorry, can I grab so-and-so? Um, I know it's like, it's definitely a nice side of customer service. And I'm sure people appreciate having waiters come over and be like, Hey, is everything okay? And you know, everything looking okay. Do you need anything extra? Um, but I mean, I just want to eat my food in peace. And there's been times where we've been like mid conversation and they've come in and be like, hi, how's everything going? Or like, Hey, what's happening? So, um, that's definitely my pet peeve for uh, customer service. I just want to squeeze that in. I think that it's a, I, I mean, I'd like it sometimes, but yeah, whenever we're in the middle of a conversation or we're eating, eating, mm -hmm. it definitely can get like frustrate, not frustrating. I don't know. I guess I'm just so used to it that I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm good. Good to go. Just yeah. delicious. But could you imagine like being a waiter and then walking in on like an argument between a guy and a girl or whoever, or, you know, some like business meeting, they're discussing, you know, the financials for the year and they're like, oh, we're in the negative. We're going to have to lay off like half our workforce, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, hey, how's everything going? It's like, yeah, I just lost my job mm. or something like that. I like, would hope that they would not take employees to a dinner and then fire them. You never know. I mean, there could be like, if they're high enough, I guess be like, hey, we need to let you go, but you've been a great part of the team. I don't know how things work here, but I guess it would I be would nice. I would really not imagine. I don't know. I guess I couldn't imagine getting fired at a restaurant. Yeah. We're going to pay for your meal, but also you're fired. Yeah. This is your <laughs> redundancy package, but you can't get a side salad on top of that. I'm sorry. Yeah. And also get Only water get with water. No Only get water. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we'll move on to some of our like worst experiences, both as the customer serve E and the one providing the customer service. I did want to also say one time I was actually whistled at by an old lady um, not in a sexual way, but just as a way of getting my attention. And it really pissed me off. Like I was walking around, like putting beer away and everything. And she just whistled and I was like, what? And she just looked at me and I was like, okay. And kept walking. And then she ended up getting like one of the other workers and was like, oh, I tried to get his attention. And I looked at her and I walked over and I was like, I'm sorry, like, I'm not a dog. Don't whistle at me. If you'd like my attention, it's like, excuse me, hi, blah, blah, blah. Like even wave your hand, but don't whistle at me. Like, Did you say that? Yeah. Oh my goodness. It was probably, I just felt like so degraded. I was like, you're, you know, she wasn't like, if she was like 80 or 90 or something where she was at the point of like, I probably can't shout loud enough to actually get your attention or like I can't lift my arms because I'm, you know, a quadriplegic or something, then fine. But, you know, she was like early 60s, maybe late 50s at worst. So like just, hi, excuse me, just raise your hand and wave at me. Um, so that was definitely like my worst experience, like as a person working. I think uh, as a person purchasing something, uh, it was definitely the experience at Outback Steakhouse and not necessarily like the waiter's fault by any means, but we went there on Australia Day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Australia Day, basically Australia's national holiday. It's Australia's 4th of July, um, similar kind of connotations to like thanks or Thanksgiving slash 4th of July, where it's like, you know, white settlers colonizing Australia and all that kind of storyline and um, that sort of stuff. 
And so we're like, okay, well, Australia Day, like, you know, biggest thing in Australia, we'll go to Outback Steakhouse. There should be some stuff there. Maybe they've got some specials. And we get there and there's nothing up. Like, it's just nothing. like a normal restaurant. No flyers, no, like, orange kangaroos. My mum gave me a bunch of Australian flags and, like, an inflatable kangaroo. And we had more stuff up um, when we were at Westdale Apartments just kind of sitting there and decorating our own apartment than Outback Steakhouse did. Yeah. And I was shocked and I was like, as if nothing is up here, like this whole franchise is based off being Australian. And it was like, imagine if you had like an American, like a, this, you know, red, white and blue steakhouse in Sydney, like 4th of July, like you got to do something big or at least, you know, put streamers up, celebrate, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Get all the expats who are living in Sydney or whatever in there like oh you know if you've got an american passport 50 percent off something like that That'd and like cool. nothing in nothing in outback steakhouse we got there it's like a normal night didn't seem busy at all Mm-mm. um and then asked them like hi like you know like to get a steak and chips or steak as fries as it's known in australia and they were like oh it's going to be a long wait and we we're like okay like how long are we talking and they're like probably 45 minutes um and so we're like okay you know what? we'll just wait for it and so we ended up getting it Waiting the amount of time. I think we got an entree um, to start with or like a an appetizer. An appetizer, thank you. I had to think of the translation for <laughs> the Americans. Um, so got an appetizer to start. It finally came and it still just wasn't cooked enough. So we're both psychopaths in that we both like our steaks well done. And so we get it and it's still like openly red. And we're like, it's clearly not even medium well done. Like it's just medium, maybe rare. So sent it back like it's, hey, it's still not cooked. They didn't leave it on there long enough. They clearly just like turn the heat up to like grill it essentially or like fry it, I want to say. Um, and so the outside of it then turned crispy and the inside was still soft and still red. Um, and again, not the waiter's fault. You know, he's just bringing the food to us, taking it back. We're like, hey, like, you know, I, I think of what do we do? We just end up eating it and just like just left in disappointment. Yeah, um, I think it was a very disappointing uh, experience. Mm-hmm. And we have not been back since. Actually, yeah. I think that was my first time going to Outback Steakhouse. Too. Yeah. And disappointingly, you know, the next year we didn't go either. We checked their Instagram and Twitter. No posting about Australia Day whatsoever. I ended up DMing them on Instagram being like, hey, guys, just wondering why there's like nothing happening with Australia Day because like it's a national holiday, blah, blah, blah. If it's about, you know, white settlers colonizing Australia and you guys want to distance yourselves from that, that's totally fair. Like, I would be fine with that. But just there's been nothing about it. And, of course, because they hate me, they didn't reply. So <laughs> They hate only you. <laughs> yes, only Sebastian. But um, I think that was definitely one, um, one of the worst experiences that we had. And then also this one time at Domino's Pizza, um, we ordered, a, you know, we very rarely ate pizza. The times we do, you love Domino's, right? It's like your favorite I love Domino's. Chain. It's my favorite. Yeah, so this isn't too much slander against them, but we ordered it online, pick up 7.30, got there 7.30, um, and this was curbside. I think it was like just at the beginning of the pandemic where they yeah. weren't letting people in. Um, so ordered for curbside, called the phone. We're like, hey, we got an order for pick, or, you know, pick up for Sebastian. Um, and Letty's like, oh, it's not ready yet. It's going to be done in 15. And we were like, wait, what? And then she hung up on us. And we're like, oh, okay. And so I got out, went to the door and knocked on. I was like, hey, we just called... Um, you know, what's happening with the pizza? You said it would ready be ready in 15, but we ordered it half an hour ago and it said mm-hmm. it'd be ready at 7.30. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we're making it now. I was like, okay. Um, and then waited 15, 20 minutes or so and then called again, like, hey, like just checking on the pizza. And of course we saw an employee walk over and they didn't actually answer the phone. They walked over, looked at it and then walked back. And I was like, oh, okay, that's how this is happening. Um, just 
incredibly frustrating. Um, you know, we haven't been, we, I don't think we've had Domino's since then, actually. Yes, um, we have. Have we? Yeah, because it was a free Domino's, so I had to get okay, it. Okay, that's why we went then. <laughs> um, but yeah, really just so disappointing from a customer service perspective. Like the lady just like looked at the phone and was like, meh, and just walked away. So just ridiculous. Yeah, I think that it definitely sucked. Um, but I know one of my, I guess, not pet peeves or worst experience, I guess pet peeve and worst mm -hmm. experience is whenever I was working at pink and you know, somebody would come up to me and they'd be like, Hey, do you have this in like X size? And they'd be like, Oh no, like what's in there is what in what's in there. And they'd be like, Oh, are you sure you don't have any in the back? Like, do you mind checking? And I was like, sure, I'll go check. And I would literally just go to the back and stand there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch of <laughs> because there's not there's nothing there mm -hmm. in your size. I'm sorry to have to say. Plus, um, in sometimes people would like be requesting like specific clearance things mm -hmm. that were clearance and like all that we had was already out on the floor and they'd be like, Are you sure you don't have any? Are you sure? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I think people just don't understand clearance. It's like the reason it's on clearance is because we're trying to get rid of it. Um, you know, it's sitting there so that we can sell it at a discounted price because we're no longer going to keep it. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, like I was saying, there's a million memes going around where it's like, oh, can you check the back? And then the person walks into the back and just sits on their phone for five minutes and then walks back out and like, yeah, we don't have it still. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so I love that. I, exactly. Exact same thing at Lucaland too. Like, oh, do you have any more of this red wine? I tell them like, no, no. Like every night we go through our back and restock the shelves. Um, so it's definitely not there. And like, can you just double check? I'm like, okay, sure. And exact same thing. I'll go there and be like, no, oh, no, I'm sorry. I think the hard thing with Victoria's Secret at least um, would be like you said earlier, it gets so messy as well. I, do you think some people just don't bother digging through to try and find it if it is there? Because there's been a few times, at least with like Liquorland, I'll be, they'd be like, oh, you guys don't have any of this left. I'd be like, I'm pretty sure we do. And I'd walk over and be like, yeah, here it is. Um, and you just didn't look hard enough. Yeah, that definitely happened a couple of times in Victoria's Secret. Um, thankfully, I only worked. That was like really my only retail job because mm -hmm. um, for the most part, it was food related. Yeah. And people would ask like silly questions about the food. Like, does guacamole come with avocado? Yeah. What do you <laughs> say to that? Be like, yeah, it, it does, yeah. sir. Yeah, there's definitely some questionable questions, I suppose, that, you know, we would have gotten constantly you know you had victoria's secret takubana me at Land. like you're like how do you make it through the world with you know asking questions like this like how hasn't someone said something to you to just uh anyway um another experience i want to quickly talk about not necessarily the worst but something that came up earlier uh in the podcast i think probably once we first started was my experience at banana republic where i was looking to buy socks and the lady couldn't understand what i was saying um, do you remember these days? I do. We were at, uh, San Marcos outlets, I mm -hmm. think. And you were asking the register, the, the register person, do you have any socks? And she was like, what? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, do you have any socks? She was like, ha ha. <laughs> 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 it just like gave you a blank stare. And yeah. you said it a third time. And she just kind of like looked at you and I was like, uh, do you have any socks? <laughs> and she was like, oh, socks. Yo. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're over there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we were both just like, okay. That was weird. That's weird. Your accent isn't that strong with socks. I don't Yo. know if she was just like having an off day and like couldn't hear you or something, but it was Yo. not like 
Yeah. Crazy I, different. I doubt many people in San Marcos would actually have a lot of Australians visit. So it's not exactly an accent that they'd be completely familiar with. But at the same time, socks, like... I'm not saying it weird. I know I have an accent, but it's a very simple word. Um, so, yeah, it was more on the funny side than frustrating. Maybe she was just really confused because mm -hmm. like you have and <laughs> like you have an accent, but you also look Asian. Mm -hmm. So she's just like, I'm so confused. Yeah, My brain can't like, process this. Yeah, it's like Ali after Flyball or something. She's like yeah. broken. Broken. Yeah, if you'd like to see what I look like, excellent uh, plug, Daisy. You can check us out on YouTube and our TikTok at Coming to America podcast to see how weird I look as a half Chinese, half Irish with an Australian accent. And moving on. And you're six foot tall. Yes. Which Not, you can't like really tell yeah. in the video, but and you're six feet tall. Okay, so moving on to our final segment, uh, I want to talk about my best customer service experience, and I think it would definitely have to be Dairy Queen here in uh, Austin. We have gone like... On Burnett. On Burnett, yes, that specific store. They've been like fantastic, what, like nine out of ten times, I want to say, mm -hmm. and even that tenth time, it just was normal customer service levels. It wasn't even like outstanding above and beyond. Um, there were so many times we've gone... And the lady behind the microphone, like, would just be like, hi, blah, 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 like super ecstatic. Like, how's it going? Um, and I was like, can I have two seconds? And she's like, sure, one, two, haha, I'm kidding, blah, blah, blah. And like, that would probably piss off most people. But um, it was definitely, you know, some really good experience. And then to the point where we actually left them like a good review on Google. And yeah. you know how they give you like the feedback sheet. They're like, oh, tell us how we're doing, blah, blah, blah. And we actually filled it out. Like, you know, what? it's been so great. Um, that, you know, we would love to do this for you guys and hopefully someone gets a raise or something like that. Like, you know, I think I try to be good at acknowledging good, you know, fantastic customer service when I see it. The other part of it is also the fact that they also give Ali uh, treats as well. They're like, do you want a puppuccino or like the pup ice cream where it has like the treat in it with the um, ice cream and everything. So she loves that. That's like 10 out of 10 for Ali. Um, but I know you're kind of going to take this in a different direction, Daisy. Yeah. So I was kind of thinking about... Um some bad customer service experience. And I don't like really, really have a specific like experience, but a huge pet peeve of mine is when my order is not correct. Oh, it makes yes. me so mad. Mm -hmm. Like it makes me so mad. I just get so pissed. Yeah, <laughs> There have been multiple times with Chipotle where they've given you, they put the wrong thing in there or something like that. And then I remember you getting so mad because you were like, it's been delivered and I waited 30 minutes for it. And yeah. at this rate, I could have just driven there myself and, and gotten it. And then I it. go and, and I drive there and yeah. I get whatever it is that I need because it makes me so mad, which is why I do not do like DoorDash or Uber Eats or anything mm -hmm. because like nine out of 10 times I get the wrong food or like yeah. something doesn't get included and it just makes me so furious. But um, what I was looking at my like Google reviews to see who I've reviewed to see if I had any like experiences, like yeah. good experiences. And like, yes, the Dairy Queen was one of the good experiences. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but four years ago, <laughs> I it got so mad at Whataburger. <laughs> oh my God. Is this the reason why you still don't like them? No, I will. I don't like Whataburger in general. Mm -hmm. um, Texans come at me. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it. Um, but one time I got Whataburger while I think I was like slightly tipsy mm -hmm. and they did not give me my two orders of fries that I wanted. Right. And I was so 
pissed that I wrote a review about it. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like one star, like in all caps, ordered two orders of fries, did not get furious. Yeah, that's Daisy. <laughs> I was so mad. I was literally so mad. Um, but honestly, if I hadn't have checked that, I wouldn't have um, like a huge experience or story because for the most part, I don't tend to interact with whoever I'm like checking out with yes. at the register. Which I've um, noticed. Yeah. yeah. Do you there, want to comment on that? There are a lot of times where Daisy will go to check out wherever we are and the person behind the register will be like, hey, how's it going? Did you find everything okay? Um, blah, blah, blah. And then Daisy will just be a one word like, yeah, good. And that's it. And then just <laughs> silence. And like, I'm there like, yeah, we're doing well. How are you? Like, I don't know. It's, I think it's also a cultural thing where how are you is just hi. It doesn't, it isn't actually the question of hi, how are you? For, for you, it's the question, or for us, it's the question? For Australians, it's like, how's it going? And like, I'm good, how are you? Whereas I feel like in the US, how's it going is just a general greeting you don't have to reply to. I guess that's true. Maybe maybe that's why. But I'm a very, I feel like I'm a good, easy customer because I go up, I pay for my stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not mean. I'm just like, I'm good. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> and that's it. Um, I don't I feel like I have a reason to like, do this long conversation, mm -hmm. hold up a line. Like I got places to be, you got to do stuff yeah. like one and done. Let's go. I think that definitely contrasts to me where I go in and learn their life story. Like I went to That's true. one of the apartment managers here and I found out like her nephew works at the HEB around the corner and she drops her off at 6am or something like that and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I probably didn't need all these facts about your life, but I somehow uncovered it. I guess it's a personal skill. Who knows? It'll come yeah. in handy at some point I mean, point I do, I have good communications and like speaking skills. Mm -hmm. I just choose not to use them while I'm standing in line at HEB or Walmart or anything. Yeah, I guess we'll find out later tonight when we do groceries. Oh, we have to go groceries. Yeah. Okay, you can do all the talking. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for uh, listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as it helps new listeners find us and it helps us climb the Apple Podcast ranks. You can also follow us on Instagram at daisy.yates and at sev underscore quince suggest topics each week. Just don't forget, we're now on YouTube and TikTok, so be sure to follow us over there for even more content. That's it for today's episode. I've been Daisy. And I've been Quinn. And remember, always be nice to customer service employees. <laughs>